This is a Soulfire production. You guys, today on Activate, I have one of my incredible friends and colleagues and soul sisters on the line with me, Megan McCann. Um, when we met, she was Megan Patton and since has married the love of her life. One of our mutual friends, Luke McCann, they have had two beautiful daughters. She is an entrepreneur. She's a best-selling author. She is the founder of Soul Success and a global personal development and leadership brand, which is a global personal development and leadership brand designed for female leaders who are ready to reach their next level, which is essentially a lot of people on the line. <laughs> so this is an exciting conversation. And Meg and I could have talked any of the weeks. It's like Meg is family, but we wanted to bring her on this week because we really wanted to talk about her upcoming seminar that she's hosting the Soul Success Seminar for women all over the country. It was going to be in Idaho, but it is now a virtual summit, which is super exciting. So before we get started, Meg, can you tell us a little bit about the Soul Success Summit? Because everyone on the line is diving deep into personal growth, learning more about themselves, committed to growing their themselves and their business. And I know this would be perfect for a lot of people. Mm, absolutely. And Laura, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun to be here with you in this space after you know our journey together and to come around and be here with you is it almost gives me chills because I just I really when we talk about soul success and soul sisters I really feel that you came into my life for a reason mm. and that we're a part of each other's journey so thank you for having me and the soul success brand, I, you know, like, have you ever felt like you had a deep calling, a deep nudge from like the idea wasn't even your own. Have you ever felt that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is what this brand was to me. It started about three and a half years ago and it started as a, as an idea, as a thought. and. I never dreamed it would turn into a global personal development brand. I never dreamed it would turn into a best-selling book. I, I never thought it would evolve into the platform that it is today, impacting so many women. And so if you look back to about three, four years ago, I, I felt like, you know, in building our first business that I had something that like nobody else could touch. Like I had created this business where I was working from home and around the kids and married and could take time off and work when I want to. Yet I kept seeing all of these moms and women who felt like they had to choose over business, over being a present parent. They mm-hmm. had to choose personal life over being successful. Mm -hmm. They had to choose success over personal fulfillment. Like they couldn't have it all. And so that really is where the soul success brand was born. And, um, and like I said, it's evolved so much since then. And I'm just so grateful to have so many women who really understand the same values of alignment, of spirituality, of business fulfillment, but also of soul aligned fulfillment as well. I love that. That's what this is all about. Living on the goal and soul line. It's meant to be, and it is next weekend, right? Two weekends. So it starts on Wednesday, which you're speaking. So hopefully you have it in your calendar. (laughs) Yes, I do have it in my calendar, but no, I thought I was speaking on Thursday or Friday. We switched me to Friday. Remember? You're speaking on Friday. Yes, there we go. um, I'm like, wait, no, I'm speaking on Friday. Oh, but I mean, I think that's the COVID life, but that's also the entrepreneur life. Like (laughs) I never know what day it is because every day is something new and, um, and wild and we get to color outside of the lines and and create our own schedule. So yeah, so it begins on September 16th, the 17th and the 18th and the lineup that we have of speakers, girl. It's incredible. We teach on the five pillars of soul success, which is spirituality, money, relationships, entrepreneurship, and health. Beautiful. 
it really, like I said, you know, finding a balance, not just career, but balanced life is something that I think we're all striving for. But it's really hard to find alignment sometimes when we feel like we're so in the thick of it. And so my intention is to really be able to support women to find balance and fulfillment and alignment in their career and their life. I love that. And that's why I was excited to have you on today because you are such a powerful example of that. So you are a wife, you're a mom of three, you're a best-selling author, you uh, run... Wait, so- three? Sorry. Well, I, you have I, four, actually, if we count the other dog. And Luke, Luke five, if we're counting... Unless Luke. you count my husband, sometimes I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at you right now and I'm like, she's all the things going on. You You really do live a life of balance, right? And you do exemplify having it all. And I hear you when you say... A lot of people feel like it's an either or, like I need to go all in in business or be a good mom, right? And I don't think that there's many global examples of, you know, successful women that have built huge companies that do have large families and are present moms. And so you're doing that, right? You're an example of that. And that's something that's been super important to you along the way as you've been building your business. Has it always been that way? Is that something that you intentionally built? Is it something that you wanted from the beginning? Was that a choice you made midway through? Can you share a little bit about your path of balance and creating a life? Yes. By design. And I do have to preface this, Laura, because I think, you know, when, when you say, Megan, you've, you found the perfect balance. When I look at my life, I don't think anything's perfectly balanced, but I have priorities. So what I mean by that is I think we have moments in our life where we choose one of those five pillars, money, health, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and relationships, and that becomes our priority. And so, you know, like in 2019, scaling my business, was my number one priority. Right. Well, what happened? Maybe less time with the kids, maybe less time in my personal life, maybe less time with my health. And then you have time to reevaluate. Okay, so I scaled my business. Now what's next? Now I, I realize that what's really important to me is I just want to be a present parent. Mm. And especially with COVID, you know, I launched the book at the beginning of 2020 and we hit bestseller. And then I felt like I had, I could have time to really breathe because my kids really needed me. Mm. And so when we talk about balance, going back to that whole concept of balance, I wouldn't say I've ever had five, those five pillars in a perfect balance. Like if you look at the plate, I would never say that they're all equally proportioned. I put that much energy into each one. But what I will say is I understand that they're all important. They're all values of mine. And I have been super intentional on what I need to focus on at that moment in my life. Well, also how to care those that might not be the number one. How do I keep them going and nurture them and feed them and fuel them to make sure that they're taken care of? So we can get into the whole strategy as far as like business and automation or my strategy with my family. Like who's going to take care of the kids? Who's going to, you know, watch them and nurture them and love them while I'm here taking care of this other part of my life. So um, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that's really how I look at it is how do we find fulfillment? Well, I think a lot of it is surrendering to the fact that we're not going to have it all together all the time. And that's okay. That's okay. And we are constantly growing and working and fueling and nurturing those aspects in our life that are really requesting it and listening to that. Beautiful. I love that analogy. And I love that visual. It's almost like a, um, what do you call that chart where it's like different graphs and like, they're not going to all be at the same level, but I want to make sure if I'm focusing on business that everything else is taken care of and nothing is ever perfectly in balance and no one does really all have it together, which is, it's can be such an illusion sometimes. Um, so I feel like some people though, I, I kind of like how you shifted that because it's not an either or it's just what is my priority now right Mm -hmm. and and staying aligned so I can listen what needs my attention now what needs my nurturing now and making sure while I'm doing 
this, the health bucket isn't going to zero, right? And while mm-hmm. I'm present, you know, as a parent, my business isn't falling. So it is having those strategies where I can have my health, not on automation, but I have a fitness plan. I have a wellness plan. I have it already ingrained in my life where it's a part of who I am and what I do, right? And mm-hmm. when it comes to business, having that, you know, whether it's an assistant or or a team so it can run itself when I get to be a present mom and then having a partner or whatever you have to do to outsource, making sure they're taken care of. I really like that perspective. And I think a lot of people might resist putting in support because they think they might, they're superwoman and they can do it all, which we can, but I think then we're not present in what we're doing. Mm, so much. And Laura, I think a big piece to that that I've learned and I, I really struggled with at first is the whole concept of becoming resourceful instead of DIY. And Ooh, I, I like that distinction. Well, and I think that's it. It's like when you and I first became entrepreneurs, we kind of had to figure it out all on our own. And of course we had mentors to guide us, but it was grassroots. It was very like we, we did. And honestly, I'm so grateful that we started that way because now I can have a bird's eye view as I'm building my team. And as I'm training everybody in the community, I can have a bird's eye view as to like what's converting and what's not converting. Right. Mm. But we really started learning how to do it all from, you know, talking to people like before, even before social media, like we didn't have assistance. We didn't have social media managers. We didn't have a production team. We didn't have a public, we didn't have anything. And so we had to figure it out. So we were, as you would put it, DIY. We were totally deep. <laughs> yes, we were. Girl, girl, so many stories. We don't need to that go was, into all of them. Oh my god, that gosh. was a fun time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we'd have people rolling if they knew about some of our Halloween. Oh outfits. my gosh, oh yeah. My gosh. Well, that's that's another story. No, <laughs> unless you want to get weird. No. So we had. So let's go back to DIY versus resourcefulness. Yes, and so. What I've learned over the past 11 years is I could take the time to figure it out all on my own, or I could hire somebody who is a lot more skilled in this aspect of my business, or maybe even my health or my life to help me do it or to do it for me. And so once I understood the magic and the manifestation that happens when you enroll other people in your mission and you learn to become resourceful, boom, that's where the exponential growth comes from. Like even like take, take hiring a lawyer for an example. I didn't go to freaking law school. I'm not a lawyer. Like I'm not going to be representing myself and my business and protecting myself legally when I have so many friends whose that's their zone of genius. Like I wouldn't just write a contract blind and pretend like I knew what I was talking about. I would hire Heather or Christy or one of my friends who are experts in that field so that I can make sure that I'm protected. Right. So I think when we look at areas in our business where we really need support or we need tools for growth to be able to lean on those who that's their zone of genius and to request for support and help, whatever capacity, that's where the real growth happens. And that takes a lot of trust and releasing control and Mm -hmm. um, surrender and resources too. So what would you say to someone then who says, well, I don't have the money yet, or that's just something I can't do right now. Start small. And, and literally that's where I started because I, you know, I, I grew up with the mentality that like, Megan, you just figure it out. Like, don't waste money. Just figure it out. That was ingrained into every fiber of my being (laughs) because I didn't have thousands of dollars when I first started my business. And so I, had subconsciously told myself, Megan, you'll just figure it out all on, all on your own. You don't need anybody. You don't need to hire out. You don't need a big team of, you know, assistance and production. 
you can do it all on your own. And that mentality debilitated me. Did you get burnt out? You're burnt out. And honestly, there's only so much you can do in one given time. And there's only so much growth you can happen when it's like a one man team. Totally. So once I surrendered and I, um, I started small, I hired my first virtual assistant, very easy to do. There are so many talented people that you can find online. If you're lacking in resources where you, you just hire them a few hours a week, maybe, maybe that's where you begin. And then you start to see, wow, like this person is taking over my social media. So I have more time to book clients. I have more time to, um, to invite people to, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing, I have more time to focus on other areas of my business where there is, there can be exponential growth while my assistant focuses on the admin and the customer support and the social media and the other aspects of my business that don't really require my attention. And that's where I started. And then that's where I started to see a little bit of growth, a little bit of growth, and then eventually massive exponential growth. Then you can start expanding your team from there, whether it's hiring, you know, a publicist or hiring, um, a social media growth expert or a visibility coach or hiring somebody to duplicate the work that you're doing because you train them really freaking well. And it's just a domino effect from there. But going back to your question, definitely, I would just say start small, start small and then scale up. Right now, you, I would assume you're in business mode. So what are some tips that you have um, in terms of mom for moms, like while you're in business mode, what are you doing? Because are you in business mode right now with getting your success summit going like in the next two weeks? Girlfriend, I'm in business mode, but I will have to say I was just having this conversation with one of the other speakers who's a mom. Mm -hmm. COVID really rocked me to my core. And in what way? I'm I'm so, Laura, I'm so grateful that I've set myself up in this way over the past 11 years where I have a team and I become resourceful because I, I had to take time off and focus on my kids. I, that was my priority. Yeah. I scaled way back. I stopped taking clients. I stopped um, doing all of the things that I do every day to become visible and put myself out there. It would, it got to the point where I'd be on a coaching call with a client or, you know, featured on a podcast or creating a course. And my kids would come in demanding my attention. And then I would get angry at them Mm. because they were interrupting my work. Mm. When if you're looking at from their perspective, they're at home. This is a safe place. They're used to having mom's attention. And so I think for a lot of entrepreneurs who are working from home, which are a lot right now. A lot of us are working from home and, and, um, you know, I've had to reschedule and I've had moms had to reschedule because they're like, man, like my kid can't get on their, um, virtual meeting for school and I need to help them. And so I think being flexible is really important. And going back to what I was saying before with the five pillars, you really get to focus on what's important for you. And this summer, it's been family. I gave myself permission to scale back and gratefully so that I have created a business where I get paid whether or not I work. And I have a team that keeps working when I don't work that I've been able to support my family while also taking a lot of time off to just freaking chill and not want to scream at my kids every single day for interrupting me during a meeting or uh, work. And um, so I'm back now that they're back in school, crossing fingers, it all (laughs) goes smoothly. This is the first week that Michaela's back at school. Um, It's been amazing to have this time where I get to really scale up and focus on on my events and my business and my clients and the impact that really fuels me as an entrepreneur. 
And how do you have them be excited for you without feeling like, you know, this is taking away from them? Like, is there a way that you set them up? Like, mommy's, mommy's going to do something really special these next two weeks, and then we're going to celebrate. Yes. So <laughs> I think this uh, is really important for moms on the line, <laughs> like enrolling mom. them in the vision of it. Yeah. And, you know, I will have to say there was a point in my life where, um, I, I wanted Laura to, I wanted so much to have both. I always wanted to have both. And I never really had the example of the mom who was, didn't have a nanny who dropped her kids off at school, <laughs> who picked their kids up at school, took them to soccer, helped them with their homework, bake cookies, which I don't bake cookies. I never will. I will go to the store. I'll pick them up. That is one boundary that I'm not going to cross. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No but I wanted to be that mom. And I wanted my kids to be like, wow, mom, you work like you work. Cause it's like, you're always around. That is what I wanted. And I just didn't really see that around me. And so I knew if that was, was what I wanted, I would have to figure it out. And the biggest thing for me was creating boundaries. When I'm on, I'm on. When I'm off, I'm a parent. Yeah. And so I do this thing. And I know that Laura, back in the before times, you and I used to do this where we would time block mm -hmm. and, and we would employ ourselves with the calendar. Absolutely. And so- that's a big piece as, you know, whether or not you're somebody who, um, you know, you're working from home and you're building your business from the ground up, or, you know, you have a seven plus figure business and you work out of a big office and you have a huge team is don't forget to employ yourself and grade yourself each day. And so I time block parts of the day where like, okay, this is client time. I'm only focusing on clients and I'm scheduling my client meetings between 10 o'clock and 12 p.m. every single day. From 12 mm -hmm. on, this is where I focus on following up and supporting the people on my team. At three o'clock, I'm picking up my kids and I'm mom time. And don't get me wrong, there are definitely times where I feel like I haven't perfected that, but I always have that as a skeleton to my business and my life. And so that I know when I'm out of alignment, I know when I'm fighting between, oh my gosh, like I have to follow up with this person on the phone and like, they really need my attention, but then my kid is going to fall off of a tree from a tree. And it's like, where do I go? And so creating boundaries, time blocking, grading yourself at the end of the day is really important. And please like give yourself compassion because there are days where I, I feel like if I were to grade myself, I would give myself a freaking F. But I realize, okay, like this day is over. I move on and tomorrow's a new day. And tomorrow mm -hmm. I get to be a little bit better. 1% uh, better the next day. 1% better the next day. 1% better. Getting better and better each day at really finding this balance. But believe me, there are days where I feel like i have completely failed. But for the most part, I feel like I've been able to set these boundaries and, and hold true to them so that when I am a mom, I'm the best mom I could ever be. When I'm working with my clients, I am so freaking present. I am the best coach that I can be because they have dedicated their time, money, and energy to me. And that's the least that I can give back to them. I love that. And my experience of you is that you've always been inside of everything that you've just shared, a beautiful mom and an amazing businesswoman. You've always taken really great care of yourself. So speaking to the health pillar, like you've, do you time block in self-care and self-love? Like how do you manage to live in a state of overflow? Because that's always been my experience of you. I mean, I know when you're on the grind, but you take care of yourself very well. Oh, thank you. I always do my best. I will say, and it, it was just like going back to what I was saying before is I, I time block everything. All of those five pillars that we mentioned are a priority to me and I time block into my day. So if you were to look at my Google calendar in my phone, morning mastery, I've been doing this for five years. What's morning mastery? Tell us a little bit about that. I wake up. And I make myself healthy breakfast. So that's part of self-care. Self-care is eating healthy. I make my, sh my shake in the morning, my tea. I 
have that. That's part of self-care while I'm getting the kids ready for school. I used to do the thing where I would set my alarm to 4.30 or 5 a.m. and would have time for myself before the kids would get up. And then once Lena started getting up at like 2, 3, 4 a.m., I'm like, dude, fuck that. Like, that's not sustainable. Like, thank you, Robin Sharma, for your 5 a.m. club, but that's not working for me at all because I want to sleep. And if I don't sleep, I'm about to kill somebody. And so I used to do that thing where my morning mastery routine would be personal development. So I listened to a mindset audio. I would journal. I would have my, um, my healthy breakfast and then I would move. And essentially those three areas, movement, nutrition, and mindset are uh, um, non-negotiable for me every single morning. Cause I know if I don't do those three things, I've failed myself and I won't be able to take care of my team and my clients the way that they deserve to be cared for. How long do you do that for? Is it a 30 minute, an hour? Does it depend? Uh, honestly, it really depends. It usually is like on a perfect day, I go and take a 90 minute yoga class if I have time (laughs) or I go for a two hour hike in the back country. That's a perfect day. But most days, especially lately with, you know, COVID and events coming up, even if I just go for a five minute run, Laura, that to me is enough. That's all I can do. And that's enough for that day. And I know, you know, maybe next day I'll have more time where I can actually go for a two mile hike. And so I think for a lot of us, we don't attempt to make the strides to take care of ourselves, or we don't attempt to make the strides to take care of our health or our kids or our business because we feel like we need to dedicate a hundred percent of every cell in our body to this certain thing. When if I just go for a five minute run, my whole biochemistry is different. I feel different. There are days, and I love to do both. I love to listen to podcasts mm-hmm. or personal development as I go for a run. There are days where I literally, Laura, feel like superwoman. I feel like I could do and achieve anything. And it was just five minutes. So my whole point is whether it's meditating, you don't need to do a two-hour meditation. As long as you get a little bit in, that's so much better than not at all. And I think that uh, being unattached to perfectionism and having to have it look perfect all the time and just doing the little things every day to work on myself and those five pillars has been a a complete game changer for me. Because like I said, it's not going to be perfectly balanced, but at least I've made the effort and I feel a whole lot better. I love that. What has been your hardest the hardest thing that you've overcome so far in your business journey? Laura, I, the self doubt, I don't think people really understood, um, you know, especially when you and I first met how much I self doubted my, myself. Um, did you have that your whole life? No, I didn't. And if you read about it in the book, I talk about this extensively in the book, Soul Success. But when I think innately, you know, as kids were born, we're really tapped into our inner gifts. We don't question ourselves. Like we don't, um, you know, get up in the middle of the night stressing about bills and like purpose and, and love. We just, we just be. Right. And so when I was, up until the third grade, I literally believed I was this woman on the mug. I was Wonder Woman walking a freaking unicorn. And, <laughs> and so I had all of these great ideas. And in the book, I write about um, how I wanted to start a school newspaper. Hmm, and, I love that. And I was so jacked up because my dad's a a writer, my grandfather was a writer, and I would be the first woman in the family to start a newspaper. And not only was I going to be the first woman, but I was going to be in the freaking third grade. And so I started writing articles in my head about like, why handball is cool and what's that (laughs) mystery meet in the cafeteria. It's so cool. (laughs) I was stoked. 
And so I present my third grade teacher with this idea and her response without skipping a beat was, this is really stupid. Oh, wow. And you believed her. Dang it. So I went from feeling like a God, like Wonder Woman to like, oh my gosh, have like this whole time have have my ideas been stupid? Like nobody's just told me this before. Mm. And not to put, give her so much power because it really was, I let that conversation take my power away. It wasn't about the teacher. It was about how I translated that. You you actually took it in and you created a belief about yourself. My ideas aren't worth worthwhile or what, what was the, what was the belief you created? That my ideas were stupid. There you go. And that my voice didn't matter. And so I went from being a leader in my classroom, always the first to raise my hand, always the first to speak up, to slowly I started moving to the back of the class. Oh, wow. I stopped raising my hand. I stopped sharing my ideas. And it literally, Laura, kept getting worse and worse each year for about two decades. I'm not kidding you. Two decades. I started trusting other people's ideas before I trusted myself, before Mm -hmm. I really listened and tapped into my intuition. And I, I will say personal development really helped me after I was 21, 22, um, got fired from my job. I got arrested for a DUI. I broke up my, with my boyfriend. I hit rock bottom that was the sign that enough was enough. And I was so tired of having this conversation that my voice didn't matter, mm. that other people mattered more than I did and that I could be bullied around because I let them. Wow. And so that was the beginning of my journey with personal development. And so when we met 11 years ago, I was still like green with like, oh my gosh, who am I going to listen to? Like, what am I going to learn? Which is Um, so funny because so when Megan and I met, this is, this is actually how it happened. We met on the bus on our way to the airport. I was on my third or fourth reconstructive right knee surgery. So I was on crutches. I was sitting in the front seat. She was next to me across the aisle and she was reading a millionaire mind. And she was Mm -hmm. talking about her discoveries inside of this book. And I remember sitting there like, oh my God, I thought I had a secret society in my brain. Oh my gosh. I can't believe people think like I do. Oh my gosh. I can't believe people are into the books and the mindset that I have always had since I was a little kid. Like I felt like I'd always been on this path. So we actually connected through personal growth, which is super interesting that we're now I'm now speaking at your personal growth seminar and you (laughs) have written a book and you're on my podcast. <laughs> like what? This actually is so funny. <laughs> so thank you third grade teacher for breaking you open when you were 23. So what new belief did you create and and what has that caused in your life? Was it simply changing your mindset and like hitting rock bottom and saying, "You know what? I am powerful. My words do matter and my ideas are smart and they're meaningful." Mhm. Yeah, and like I said, when we first met, I, I really was like having this dance between low confidence and knowing, like having this inner knowing this fire inside of me that was like inexplicable. Like I knew I've always known that I was destined for great things. I just let circumstances dictate how worthy I was at that given moment. Wow. I think a lot of people can relate to that on the line. And I think we can, we can get comfortable playing victim. It becomes a comfortable place to live. Like, it's like, I don't have to, if I stay here and keep this story, then I get to be average and it's, then I don't have to shine, you know? Right. You know, and it's, it, a lot of people stay there and that's the choice. The, The scary part is when we don't even know we're inside a victim. So you knew you were inside of a victim story. I knew, so I, I had developed this awareness, but I still was having this dance between where I was giving my power mm-hmm. and that was 11 years ago. And then, so where the real radical transformation began was having Michaela oh, wow. and knowing, I mean, you, you used to babysit Michaela. You saw her since the day I she love was her born. daughter. Like, her daughter is the most <laughs> incredible angel. We used to go on walks in Marina del Rey. Mm-hmm. I used to babysit her. It was my favorite time. Aww. 
Well, I just remember having her, you know, once you become a mom, you see through a completely different perspective and especially being a mother to a daughter and holding her Mm. and just knowing that she was this old soul who Mm. would totally soul more lifetimes than I ever have (laughs) and really wanting to be that vessel for her to tap into her gifts and use her gifts for the greater good and have the confidence and not have to deal with bullying and pettiness and competition between girls and, you know, like letting her excuses and her self-esteem get in the way of why she was meant to be here. Mm. I wanted to be that person for her. And so I remember one day I looked at her and I was like, I'm going to need to make a massive transformation so I can be that example for her and use my voice, use my voice in the best way that I know how to. And that was really where the idea of, okay, like, I know I have a business that's out there. I look at, um, ideas. And when we look at, you know, entrepreneurial creatives, all of us entrepreneurs that are listening, we're all creatives as there are beautiful creative thoughts that are just floating around like clouds. And once we say yes, and we're open to receive those ideas, they can come down through our crown chakra into our heart chakra. And then that's where the expansion happens. And so it was a moment where I said, yes, a little by little, a little bit more each day. Um, and then it led into soul success, but it really started as like, it, it didn't come from me. It didn't come from me. It but it was an from, idea that kept tapping you. Yes. Yes. It was an idea that kept, I kept getting this nudge. Um, number one, that I needed to run large scale events. Number two, that I needed to help moms who were like me, who didn't want to have to go back to work because they wanted to be a present parent. I used to go to my mom's group and I was so grateful that I had already had this business that I could stay at home. It took time off and Michaela was raised by two stay at home parents. I would see the moms in my mom group cry each time because they'd have to go back to work six weeks later. And there was a part of me that was like, you know, when you become a mom, your baby is an extension of who you are. I could, like, I could, it was almost like their right arms were being ripped off. I know I'm being dramatic, but that's how it feels sometimes when you're separated from your baby. And I had a way to be able to stay, help these stay at home moms, not just be a present parent, but also become independent, become financial powerhouses and build a business around their kids, maybe while they're nursing. And with the power of technology today, we as parents um, and as entrepreneurs have such a beautiful opportunity to be able to make a global impact without having to leave our home. And so why not take advantage of all of the amazing tools that we have um, so that we can reach more people and impact more people. And so that was another download that I had that I really needed to be able to take care of these moms and show them that they can, they can actually have both. They can have the business and they can be the present mom. And then, you know, the last thing was integrating spirituality with business and, you know, the masculine and the feminine. And I think you know, as women, we, we get called so many different things. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, she's too masculine. She's too abrasive. She's, you know, feminism has turned into this dirty word that fuels misogynism. And, um, and I, I, I had a different perspective of that. And so with soul success, I wanted it to be a bridge between the successful entrepreneur and the heart centered woman who's compassionate, who's understanding, who's nurturing and, and how to bridge the gap between the both, between both, and that you can have both and be both at the same time. Um, and so, long-winded answer to your question: that those three downloads kept coming to me, and I had to be willing to say yes. But it really started with my daughter, and knowing that if I wanted her to do great things, I would need to say yes to great things as well, and give myself permission to do that. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think kids come for us as much as, you know, we're here for them. So I love that that she offered you 
a growth opportunity to come more home to who you've always been, you know, mm-hmm. and your ideas are valuable and they are important. And since saying yes, you've had another baby, you have had a best selling book, you have a thriving business and a beautiful summit coming up. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing with us um, that moment. And I know everybody on the line can relate to something that they know, you know, is just maybe not their story anymore and they're ready to let it go. So I just want to encourage every single person listening that it's time to let it go and it's time to own who you are. And and we're giving you permission right here and right now. And those nudges that, that won't shut up, that keep coming towards you and you know are for you to bring forward, like let's bring them forward. This is a group of women. If you need, if you need a support system, we're here. Listen to this podcast, slide in our DMs, you know, get to Megan's Soul, Se- Soul Success Summit, like be around people that are going to champion you being your best you. And And I think that's so super, super necessary when you're going to take a leap and you're going to do something different is surround yourself with people that are doing the same thing. So thank you for providing that platform and that community for so many women to feel seen and loved and supported. Mm, Laura, and I just have to say, I'm just so proud of being your friend and (laughs) witnessing all that you've been able to accomplish and watching you enroll people into your movement and your vision, having this podcast and opening studios. And I see you as a thought leader, as somebody who really stands for the highest good for all. And um, I, I'm just, I learn from you, girl. I know I don't say it enough, but I just learn from you. And I, um, I think a big piece to this whole conversation is surrounding yourself around women or men or anybody who can not just be a yes for you. And maybe sometimes if they're not a yes, they support you a hundred percent and they show you the path to a greater life, a greater career that you've been that person for me, you inspire me, you become a version of the five people that you hang out with most. And you know, if you have, if you're lucky enough to have more friends, um, an extension of that. And I am just, I'm so grateful to call you a friend and a colleague, a business partner, the movement leader, um, so many things. So I love you, Megs. And our story is evolving and we're growing together. And thank you for all of you, all you've done for me and so many other women. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you feel is important to share? Oh yeah. And I think, you know, just one quick thing on this conversation is, um, when we talk about self-doubt and that inner battle that we have, I, I still have self-doubt and that inner battle every single day. We have anywhere from 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And um, studies have shown that, you know, 80 to 90% of them are negative. Yeah. And, yeah. and most of those thoughts are a repeat from thoughts you had the day before. Mm. So if you can imagine how much we beat up on ourselves yeah. every single yeah. day. Yeah. And the biggest thing that has been able to help me um, throughout that whole conversation is, you know, this is, this is going to sound funny, <laughs> but one of my, um, really great friends, Perry Grossman, uh, taught me that once you have that self-doubt, you give that voice a name. And so that person to me is Nan and she's a naysayer and she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> her name's Nan, N-A-N. Is that how you spell her name? I'm sorry. How do you spell her name? Nan. N-A-N. N-A-N. Okay. Nan. Hi, Nan. Nan. What up, boo? And um, so if I'm about to go on. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing is like, she's always going to be there. She's never going to go away. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm about to go up on stage and speak in front of a room or if I'm about to have a big meeting. Right. And Nan shows up and tells you. Nan shows up and she's like, Megan, what are you doing? You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, dude, man, like, thanks for your information. I love you, but like, take the back seat, okay? Because <laughs> High Vibe Patty and I are up to big things. And so, anytime you tell yourself something that you wouldn't say to your best friend, you have that conversation and give that voice a freaking name. And so, you identify the liar, you have the conversation, and you tell the liar to take the back seat so that you can do what you were meant to do. I love that. And that whole thing, I swear to you, Laura, it sounds so simple and so silly, 
But that was the real game changer for me. That's what helped me manifest the book and it become a bestseller. That's what helped me manifest um, a global brand. That's what helped me create these events and, and really scale my business was having that conversation. (laughs) I mean, that's a really important tool. Are there any more tools that you have like that? I think it's, it's important that we literally have tools to pull out like that. Okay. Let's name it. Let's name it. Let's have a conversation with it. Let's tell her, hi, I see you. I love you. And take a back seat. Exactly. <laughs> what else do you do? I have a, f- a framework. It's called the, the soul success magnetic method. And it's basically a simplified version of a lot of the same framework that we've heard from people like Joe Dispenza, Abraham Hicks, Lisa Nichols. And I created this in a way that made sense to me and okay. my clients. And so the first is identifying, identifying what that conversation is and identifying what your vision is. And so say my vision was to go up and speak in front of a room in front of a thousand people and, you know, to have a standing ovation, but then Nan comes in and she's like, okay, Megan, like nobody cares about you. You're insignificant. Like, shut up. (laughs) That's identifying. Right. Um, and then like I said, identifying the vision. What do you want your outcome to be? Um, the second is clearing. So clearing the space, having the tools to identify the lie, and then also put yourself in the position where you're ready to receive. And so I think for a lot of us, we uh, go, we veer towards, I don't want to be negative, so I have to be positive. But like, if my kids are in the back seat screaming and punching each other in the face, the last thing I want to be is like, oh, your honeys, your angels, you're the best daughters ever. I just want them. I'm just trying so hard not to scream back, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And so being positive is just not realistic. I'm not the Buddha. I can't do that. And most people can't do that. So <laughs> getting outside of the car and walking or, um, you know, just finding space to just not think and be present is more realistic than saying, oh my gosh, my girls are angels and they're perfect and I love them and they're amazing, right? And so um, having tools to clear the space. Absence of thought is no longer negative momentum towards um, negative thoughts, right? And so maybe meditating isn't everybody's jam. I get that. Like find your own form of meditation where you can clear your mind and clear your space. We've talked about freeform writing. We've talked about journaling. We've given a lot of tools to clear the space on this, yeah, on this podcast. Totally. And, and like maybe going into nature, maybe yep. skiing, maybe playing volleyball, maybe going for a swim, maybe listening to music, maybe going and getting a massage. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can just be a place in which you feel aligned. Um, and then after that, I always like to um, create a mantra. And so declare is the third step. Declare, you know, really what is your mantra? What is going to contradict those limiting beliefs? I tell my clients to make a list of empowering statements that contradict every single negative belief that they have. And so they make a list of 10 negative beliefs that they have around their, their vision. Um, I've never done it before. I don't know what's going to work. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough resources. And then they contradict every single statement with an empowering statement. You create your mantra from there. And so for me, I realized that I had lived most of my life through the lens of scarcity. Mm. Abundance became my mantra for three years. Wow. And so again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could just be, oh, abundance, or it could be now trust, trusting the process, trusting the universe. What's your mantra? That's the second one. Um, And then turning on your emotional thermometer is a a concept that I use to remind myself that how I feel about everything is everything. And so, you know, maybe my goal is to hit a certain amount of money that month or enroll a certain amount of people and I'm going to do whatever it takes I'm going to do whatever it takes to hit that number. I'm going to grind. I'm going to hustle, but I'm out of alignment. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel good. Feel yeah, exactly. Good. I'm not exactly, doing things exactly. that I don't love to do. Amen. And so how do I find joy in this moment and stay aligned? And so I think for a lot of us, um, I know in my first business, I was doing a lot of the things that work for other people, but they didn't work for me. They weren't aligned to me and my true essence. And 
so to be able to always ask yourself the question of how do I find joy in this? Building a business should be fun. Yeah, or why are you doing it? <laughs> right. Why are you doing it? It's exactly. hard work. I mean, an entrepreneur is so freaking hard, but when it feels good. I'll do it all day. It's, it's, it's an extension of who I am. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last step is um, just like an Olympic athlete, we too must become Olympic manifestors. So daily practice, rinse, repeat. Every day is not going to be perfect, but just get a little bit better each day. And that practice creates momentum towards your creation. Wow. Powerful, powerful stuff. Maybe we can link this little uh, guidebook you just gave us with those four things in yeah. the in the show notes. Um, can you just share with us where we can find you and where we can be involved in your summit coming up? Because it's virtual. Yeah. Everyone has access to it. Yeah. So Lauren, I'm so excited you're speaking. And, uh, yeah, baby. It's so fun to have you speak and, and what you're going to be speaking on is golden baby. So if you go to the soul success com. You can find info on the virtual retreat. You can find info on our book, on our courses, on our coaching programs. You can also find me on Instagram, the Megan McCann. You can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Soul Success Women. And um, I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm on basically every platform except for Twitter because I just... I can't. <laughs> That's the one you've said no to. Are you on TikTok yet? Oh, no, I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, Is Michaela on TikTok? Well, she doesn't have a phone. Okay. That's good. But she, her friends that have older sisters do their TikTok dances. I still can't figure it out. Oh my um, God. I have to teach you. All my friends are 11 year olds on there. I'm obsessed. It's like tapping into my inner 11 year old. So is it okay for her to be on TikTok? Oh, uh, no. Not yet. How old is she? She 11? She's, no, she's seven. No, it's not. It's not. She's not ready yet. No, there's some wild stuff on no, there. I mean, and I'm protective over her. Some of the songs she like sings and dances at home. I'm like, where did you learn that from? Yeah, and she's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm like, Godmother oh, vibes kicking in. No, she's not ready yet. Oh my no. gosh. Well, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much, Megs. And I'm really excited for next week and hanging with you and all the soul success sisters and continuing to grow together i love you so much thank love you so much for having me love you too thank you guys so much for listening please share this episode and dm us we'd love to interact with you about all you learn and create from this if you love this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to get real-time updates when all new episodes go live. And if you can, please leave us a review. It will help us grow our community and our message to support more leaders on their growth journey. If you want to continue to hang out with me, follow me on Instagram at Laura E. Holloway and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at lauraeholloway.com for weekly downloads, blogs, upcoming workshops, events, and more. Stay aligned and make your move. I'll see you next week.